Donald Trump has been indicted, which means celebrations at CNN, the Democratic National Party headquarters, and a Trump Tower. Yeah, everyone not named Ron DeSantis is celebrating the fact that Donald Trump is back in the national headlines. Make no mistake about it, Trump sells tickets and drives the ratings. Yeah, it was no coincidence that last week, Trump's lead in the polls soared. So here's hoping this is our best podcast yet. Did I, did I mention that Trump has been indicted? Well, Chris and I will unpack this story and more in this week's debriefing of the law. Welcome to this week's edition of Debriefing the Law. I am Joel Oster. I'm Chris Marone. Chris, I just want to start right off by congratulating you on keeping your enthusiasm down. Trump has been indicted, and what did you call this? Happy Indictment Day? Is that a new national holiday? It's the new it's the new indictment. This is what we're doing. It is right. I wish you a merry indictment. There's gonna be songs. There's going to be parades, people in the street. It's going to be amazing. Now, from half of this side, not the other <laughs> half. In fact, I am going to make quite the other argument. This is going to be a horrible day in our nation's history. And Now, I want to start off with some disclaimers. Mm -hmm. I did not vote for Trump in the primary before. I do not plan on voting for Trump in this upcoming primary. In fact, I think this indictment for Trump is going to hurt. It's going to help Donald Trump tremendously it's going to hurt the republican party uh so as that as a disclaimer i think all americans should be greatly troubled by this indictment and, and in my notes here i have all capitalized all americans yep. i saw your notes me you president biden but i'm going to make a plea to president biden hey you wanted to be a unifier now is your chance because i believe a horrible box has just been opened. And I am afraid that this will now become a standard political fair. And this is why, Chris, I know we're going to talk about this in our podcast. Mm -hmm. There's no crime here. A individual, a political person uh, running for the highest land in this office is facing 34 indictments, 34 counts for no crime. Chris, that is a problem. Count. I am taking right now, getting on the stand, saying, President Biden, this is your chance to save America. We elected you to be the unifier. Come right now, save America, and put a stop to these insane, asinine proceedings. How do you, how you like that, Chris, for an opening disclaimer? I would also like to disclaim, President Biden, keep sitting at the White House and do nothing. Let this criminal go to jail for all the crimes that he committed. And if Biden, if you commit crimes... I hope to see you in jail. Clinton, I hope to see you in jail. Trump, enjoy those prison orange. It goes great with your reflection. All right, so let's just jump right in here and let's unpack what mm -hmm. these indictments are all about. Because again, my premise is there's no crime. Right. Chris, let's start off with a little bit of math. There have been 34 counts brought against uh, a Donald Trump. Chris, what is 34 times zero? Still zero. Yes, yeah, still zero. So it, just because you have umpteen number of, of charges, if they all mm -hmm. equal zero, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you got zero. And so let me just start off here with a couple of premises. And I think, Chris, you and I can both agree with this. But let's just start off with some, some ground rules here. 
Trump, these are all based upon this one thing. The Trump paid hush money to Stormy Daniels. Had Not just this... Stormy. Not just Stormy. No, There's you're wrong on accounts. that, Chris. But go ahead and let you, I'll let you say what you're going to say. Then I'm okay. going to go ahead and shoot it down. So there's the doorman as well. Okay. And then, and mention the other person. The other person as well. I don't care about the other person. I agree with you on right, the other person. Right. Yeah. The they mention those in the press releases. They're not a part of this case. I went and dug back into it. No, you looked at the actual facts. And this is why. Trump never paid that money. AMI paid the money to the doorman. AMI paid the money to this other person that allegedly slept with Donald Trump. So that comes now to two. Uh, but Donald Trump never paid those people off. There was never a business record that was entered. So that is not a part of this case. I know it's going to be a part of the press release. But because the Trump organization, Donald Trump, never paid them, uh, AMI, there was no business record that was entered, so therefore they are not a part of this case. So, Chris, um, there you go. So, it is, again, all about hush money paid to Stormy <laughs> Daniels. And and then this, this um, hush, so can we agree, Chris, that hush money paid to Stormy Daniels is not a crime? Depending on why the hush money is paid. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I'll get you yeah. that. But I'll get you that, but hush money paid... I know it sounds salacious. It's not well, a crime. It, 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 it's, it's standard it, operating procedure. Here, the allegation it is, is going not to standard operating procedure to pay a porn star hush money. That is the, no, that is not a normal standard of anything. Maybe that's a normal standard for Donald Trump and the way he operates his business. But in standard SOP to pay hush money to a porn star, no, that's called prostitution. No, 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 no. I agree with you. It's salacious sounding. I agree with you. It's going to make headlines. Oh, we like the sound of hush money. We like the sound of porn star. That sounds really cool. That sounds salacious. It's not a crime. No, you can pay people to keep a secret. That is not a crime. It's called a uh, non-disclosure agreement. It's done all of the time throughout law. In fact, in this case, there is no insinuation that that was illegal. It was how he kept those business records and was it done for an improper purpose and we're going to get to that but paying someone money to stay silent is not a crime and it's not a crime in correct. this case it's not a, that is correct okay it is not mm, not in this case because it is a crime in this no, case. No, no, That's no. what he's being charged on. You're getting to, to step two. You're getting to step two, okay. which is uh, the business record and why did he do it. But paying someone money to right. stay silent, that's not right. a crime. In fact, that's standard right. fare. I do know it's salacious. I do know it makes uh -huh. headlines. But it is not a crime. So every charge here, if you look up these 34 claims they're all based on this premise Sorry. that donald trump created a false business record and here's the point to conceal another crime would you not agree with me that is the linchpin of all 34 claims that he entered this false business record to yes. conceal another crime correct okay that, so is, the crime, that is exactly what he's being charged with so the crime and the crime cannot be creating a false business record no the 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 creating the false business record has to be done in furtherance of a second of a nether crime somewhere else all right so that is the premise here that i want to start with so chris let me just start off here with what i view as the problems 
from the for the prosecution here for for, for the DA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that I'll get your opinion on this. I'll give you a chance, of course, yeah. to tell them tell me what you think are the problems for the prosecution. And then we're going to jump into the problems uh, for Donald Trump. Okay, here is problem number one for the prosecution. Is there another crime? Chris, there is not. There is not another crime here. Now, what they are alleging is that there was a an illegal campaign contribution that was made because this was done in furtherance for Donald Trump to be to become a president. Well, hold on. First of all, the Federal Election Commission chose not to pursue this for whatever reasons. They didn't believe this was a crime. Uh, Ooh, second, false. We'll call you false right there. After dealing with the Federal Election Commission for a great part of my career, choosing not to prosecute isn't based because they don't think it's a crime. The Federal Election Commission doesn't prosecute because they don't have the manpower to do so, or they feel that the blowback, which is what Trump relies on, or relies on, will be too much for the Federal Election Committee. Okay, so but- it's not indicative of not having enough evidence. It's indicative that they don't think they can win the fight. Okay, so that's two different things. I will say, though, that when you spend your own money in furtherance of you becoming elected, that's not illegal. That's not an illegal campaign contribution. You can spend as much money as you want out of your own coffers. That's not an illegal contribution. And so here, if Donald Trump wants to spend his own money, which is what he did, mm-hmm. this allegation is that these payments eventually came from his own bank account and from the irrevocable trust that was set up to handle his assets while he mm-hmm. was president. That's where this money came from. You can spend your own money in furtherance of you becoming winning an election that's not a contribution so let's start with i think the fbc what's that you have to list it though but that's different that is not talking about an expenditure that you would have made he did that is different than an illegal contribution it it becomes an illegal contribution because you did not list it as an expenditure. No, and here is no, 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 no that, that is not how it works. So let, let's yeah, back is. up because I think the motive here is critical. The motive here is did he make this false business record to conceal a crime? And the allegation here is they wanted to keep this silent. This was done. On the eve of the election, the expenditures would not have to be reported until the next reporting period well after the election. This was not done with any intent to influence an election. This is not an illegal campaign contribution. It was done with every intent to cover up Trump's affair with Stormy Daniels so that way he can win the election. No, no, no. You, you, it changed, it it, you, you it changed it. You it, it was not done to win the election because this was done within two weeks before the election and it would it, not have to be reported on a form until after the election was over. That has absolutely no bearing on it. That the election reporting is two weeks later. He paid her so she would not come out on the eve of the election to stop voters. Which is fine. They can do that. There's no problem. He can pay someone money out of his own pocket to silence someone, to to buy their silence. That is not illegal. Is it scummy? Absolutely, it's scummy. He can do it. You're right. It's not illegal. The way that he reported it is illegal. So if he would have if he would have reported a hush payment to Stormy Daniels, uh, in kind donation or an expenditure of one hundred thirty thousand to Stormy Daniels in his campaign reports, you're right. It wouldn't have mattered because it was two weeks after. But because he put it as a legal fee business expense, he made it an illegal contribution. It's okay. I mean it's that simple. 
So, again, we're looking at the problems from the prosecution. I think they're going to have a huge problem here because I believe you can spend your own money. It's right there in the campaign finance laws. That's not an illegal contribution. Uh, This was done on the eve of the election, so this was not done to influence the election. So it's not even a contribution or expenditure to begin with because, um, uh, again, this would not have been reported until well after the fact. So how could this influence an election when it was done well after the fact, it wouldn't have to be reported until well after the fact. And then, then why didn't you about, report it correctly? Right, but even then, if it, even if it, what your why didn't you report here, it correctly? But your premise here is that he would have to report it several weeks later. Well, then that's not being mm-hmm. done to influence an election. So therefore, it does not even become a it, campaign expenditure if it's not being done to influence an election. You, you see the problem the, there. No, the, the the problem is, is you're trying to split hairs and say he paid a bribe to keep a porn star quiet. Ooh, salacious. That much, okay. is he, that much I will say he did. Now, I do know right. it's contested. But so, I, so he was still trying to play that grift two weeks down the road. Donald Trump didn't stop lying about it. He didn't. The, he didn't. He kept it going. And then he he reported the lie as a truth to cover up because if stormy daniels would have come out on the eve of the election and said that she did all these things it could have affected the election my thoughts is not at all people know that donald trump is an adulterer people know that donald trump is a philanderer they know that he's a misogynist all of the things i don't think the stormy daniels payment would have changed anyone's mind about donald trump exactly. for two reasons a few One, weeks before that did they not have that video audio tape that was released right, by him grabbing, him grabbing some people woman by, by the him, nether region right right so this is this is part of it, right? He needs to control the narrative. This is giving someone enough rope to hang themselves. And that's what campaign finance laws are all about, is giving you enough. Look, at any point, he could have reported it correctly. He could have reported it well within the law, and he chose not to. He directed his people not to. I and think... then he kept that lie going for several months. Well, and he on. kept lying. Okay, let's back up here because you made a, a, a statement there that I'm not sure is necessarily yeah. uh, given. And this is going to be my next problem for the prosecution here is right. that I do think it becomes relevant. Did Donald Trump direct Michael Cohen to record this in a certain way? Now, Michael Cohen is now uh, said one thing at the very beginning, but now he's changing his testimony saying, oh, no, Donald Trump directed me on how to record this. So, again, paying off someone not a crime, not a violation of any law. You can do that. You can buy someone's silence. It's the recording of it that's going to become the issue here. Did Donald Trump direct Michael Cohen how to record that in the corporate documents? Now, Michael Cohen is a perjured man. He has spent time mm-hmm. in jail for perjury. Chris, right. you wouldn't if you were a prosecutor, you would not bring a case when it's based entirely on the testimony of a perjured liar. That is has to be a problem for the prosecution. It's like standard operating procedure for the prosecution. Every jailhouse snitch that every prosecutor brings into court is unreliable, but they bring them in every single time. Okay. Like every every jailhouse confession, every uh in custody confession all of that is per is people every cop that you put on the stand is going to lie yeah but that's what they're all there's like there's perjury means nothing in the eyes of the criminal court 
Okay, so you're saying that they can get around it if there's enough oh, other things there right. that makes this mm-hmm. seem believable. I still think it's going to be a problem for the prosecution that their star witness, in fact, their entire case mm-hmm. is based upon someone who's flipped his own testimony and, and is now a, a, right. a convicted a perjurer. All right. I should probably say this, too. I don't think Donald Trump will get convicted at all. Well, hold I don't on. Think that- I don't think that there's 12, whether or not the prosecution's case is strong or weak, there is not 12 people in the whole of New York that will convict Donald Trump. I, not going to happen. I, I, we're going to get that. I have that in yeah. my problems for Trump category because I do right. believe he does face a real chance of being convicted because I do think the oh. deck is stacked against him. And I think he, the chance of him getting a fair trial are below zero. That's how bad I, I think love, this is set up against him. I love him. this. I love the prosecution. You think the prosecution's dumb. I think that Trump's not going to get convicted. You think he? This is the best back and forth I've had about this. All right. So again, the one other problem for the prosecution is the statute of limitations. So under a New York law, um, there is going to be a two-year statute of limitations for a falsified business record. So if you mm-hmm. think, okay, Joel, I'm not willing to. I get what you're saying about the campaign contribution. We still think this is a false business record, by the way, not a foregone conclusion. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I still see a problem here with this being a falsified business record because I do think this is, these are legal fees. When, when Michael Cohen, his lawyer, pays hush money acting as his lawyer and then later seeks reimbursement for those fees, I don't see how that can't be categorized as legal fees. Now, I know they're saying, oh, there's no retainer agreement. Yeah, okay, so you should have had a written retainer agreement. That doesn't mean these weren't legal fees and this wasn't him acting as a lawyer for Donald Trump. He was the self-described fixer. He was fixing things. This was pursuant to his generalized legal representation of of Donald Trump. So I, I think there's an issue as to whether or not this is even a falsified business record. But assuming it, it is a false business record, it, it's a misdemeanor. It's it's two years, so the two year statute of limitations has clearly run. No one is even questioning that. They're only questioning whether the five year limitations period has run because Trump then left New York, become president. Apparently, the people in New York had no idea how to locate Donald Trump during the remaining three years. I know that's going to be a litigated issue. So when it come to the misdemeanor, even if you think this was a falsified a business record that's clearly off the table. This has to be done in connection with another Mm -hmm. felony. And that's where the statute of limitations will come in again. So will they be able to find that the statute of limitations has or has not run? I don't know, Chris, I do think that is going to be a tough issue for the prosecution. So I think I, I, I concur. I agree with you on this one. This is one where we can concur. I feel that the statute of limitations argument is going to be brought up to the fact that you can't charge a sitting president with a crime. So then the statute of limitations would run from when he was released from office on January, what, 20th, 2021. Um, So the two-year argument kind of pops up now because we're in April of 2023. So if you're saying the statute of limitations runs from January 20th, 2021, then the statute expired um, three months ago. Uh, but they're charging him with a felony, which has a five-year statute of limitations, so the argument can be made that they're within the statute of limitations. I am not a statute of limitations expert. I can tell you that the court is divided on this issue. They've ruled several different times, and by the court, I mean the Supreme Court, has has ruled on this issue kind of wishy-washy back and forth. 
I am very interested to see the statute of limitations issue. I agree. It is an issue for the prosecutor. I think that once this mountain is climbed, however it is, whether Trump wins on statute of limitations or um, uh, Alvin wins on statute of limitations, I think once that procedurally is out of the way, it's also ripe for appeals. All right, so let's go ahead. I want to sort of recap here the problems from the for the prosecution here. Number one, they are not pursuing a misdemeanor. They cannot pursue a misdemeanor. So this is a felony, which means this has to be a false a business record to conceal another crime. The only mm-hmm. other crime that's even alleged or referenced would be a campaign finance, uh, you know, crime. Well, yep. there's going to be problems with that because you can spend your own money. Uh, that's not an illegal contribution. So we're not talking about, hey, bad contribution was made. Secondly, was this then how it was reported? Well, then it's not going to be a campaign finance problem because this was not done in furtherance of the election. This was done after the fact. I think motive is a huge issue. No one even sees business records. Who would even see this? during this time period. So I I see the prosecution has a real problem here in approving another crime and it's based upon a perjured, uh, uh, convicted perjurer's testimony. So those are the Mm -hmm. problems from my perspective with the prosecution. So now I want to focus on the problems for Donald Trump. Starting with number one, Chris, this is in New York. People will want to convict him. Donald Trump has a sting factor and people are just tired of him. I I think what's going to happen here is people want to punish Donald Trump for any reason because they can't stand the guy. They just... I, for you know, obviously, there's a lot of reasons why you cannot like Donald Trump. The re- reason why I didn't vote for him. But that being said, it's... Uh, um, there, people can't even get a fair trial in New York. People will want to convict him because he's Donald Trump. Now, I think that I don't think you're going to be able to find 12 people. I like, I think it. he has great lawyers. He has straight up good lawyers. I think that they'll be able to get to one or two. Okay. Like For- that's, that's the thing with the criminal, right? You need to have either a unanimous guilty or a unanimous not guilty. And Can so you- how long are we going to string out? multiple mistrials of Donald Trump. So can, can you think of any other problems for Donald Trump in this case? Because I, I think this case is so strong. It's so weak uh, for the prosecution. There's so many holes in it. I, I guess another problem for Donald Trump could be that, that he, he committed a crime. He did the crime. There's no That's crime a problem here. for Donald. He committed the crime. He committed election fraud. He's, he's getting it both barrel. Like, I'm sorry. The biggest problem for Donald Trump is that he's guilty of a crime. That's there, Donald. What, what Trump. crime is he guilty of? Falsifying business documents in furtherance of election fraud. So, first of all, do you think Donald Trump kept the business documents? Records? No, no, he didn't. Nope. So, someone else did, right? He it, right. so it been he directed someone else to put he this in a, the else. wrong category. Right. But if I direct my accountant to take all my money and put it in an offshore account so I can buy meth. I'm still at fault for making that direction. Though I didn't touch the money or the meth, I'm still at fault for that. Well, hold on. Say, everyone seems to be in agreement that if there had been a retainer agreement between Donald Trump and and Michael Cohen, that this would be a legal expense. Well, then why not? If Donald Trump said record this as a legal expense, how is that not Mike, you know, Michael Cohen's fault for not then exercising the retainer first how is that not michael cohen's problem and not donald trump i mean if if it was that easy of a fix it seems to me this is michael cohen's mess up and not donald trump's 
if it was that easy of a fix, then Donald Trump should have got Donald Trump had the greatest political advisors surrounding him. Right? Why is it left to two guys who know nothing about elections? Donald I, I, Trump, I have a reason for you because it's not yeah. a crime. It's an and absolute. This is the DA is running on a campaign thing, promise? One thing. There is one thing that you can get in trouble for in politics. One simple thing. One. Only one. You can lie. You can bribe. You can cheat. You can steal. Look at George Santos. Right? You could do all those things. You cannot improperly record your money. That is I, the Chris, golden I rule tell you. of politics. You cannot improperly record your money. That will get you every time. I disagree with you so much. I have seen it firsthand. I saw one situation where a, uh, a, a, there was a campaign contribution lawsuit that was mm -hmm. filed against my client. And the allegation was uh, that my client was a, an organization and, they allowed, and my organization spoke out in favor of a certain proposition, let's say. Yep. Well, yeah. it, well, because you spoke out in favor of it, then that's a contribution because that has value. Your words, your speech has value. So your mm -hmm. your speech is an illegal campaign contribution. Chris, that is okay. asinine. That is the most ridiculous thing that your free speech is now an illegal campaign contribution. Chris, here's uh, the thing. Is it that Citizens United? Money is speech. Speech yeah, is money. The Supreme Court ruled on this. No, no, yeah, I agree. And, and they said that... Um, uh, but in this case, your own speech, your yep. own private speech now right. is an illegal contribution. Yes. That one, it, it was done in a ho yes. horrible local state court. But I'm just saying right. that that's how bad the laws can be interpreted. Where, you, Chris, what we're doing right now mm -hmm. might be considered an illegal contribution. What oh, Brad is doing, he better report all of these um, uh, expenses regarding this prosecution with the campaign finance. He is doing this in furtherance of a federal election. This is clearly a campaign contribution. But what's your response to that? Because clearly what Bragg is doing is to impact this next election. See, I disagree. What Bragg is doing is this thing called his job, which is to prosecute criminals. I know it's a crazy idea when we take down huge criminal overlords like Donald Trump, who's an absolute blight on this society that is ruining good American lives by being just in existence. But Alvin's doing his job. He, Wait, Al, that's he all he's doing. Face, he should face disbarment. Alvin Bragg should Alvin face should be disbarment. Face Man, he should face like promotion to federal judge. No, no, no. He ran. He should be the, the next Supreme Court justice. He ran on the campaign promise of I'm going to get Donald Trump. I just yep. listened to it again. He said, Good. I don't know the crime, but we're going to get him. Because there's enough what? of them out there. There's enough crimes out there. You Donald Trump is no, been, That is not the American Donald way Trump, to say I want to get is the that American, guy. Oh, it is exactly the American way. <laughs> right. That is 100% the American way. In the so America good. that I grew up in, in the America that I lived in, that is exactly the American way. Let me just repeat my disclaimer. I do not vote for Trump in the primaries. I do not plan to vote in the upcoming primary. In fact, I am very fearful of this. And we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that here in just a bit. That this is a ploy to get Donald Trump to become the next... Republican nominee, because that way the Democrats can then beat him in the general election. This is an effort to cut at Ron DeSantis's campaign. This claim is so incredibly weak, it would yeah. not be filed. Well, before yes, we get will. to the, the oh fallout. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, it would. This would be filed on less evidence, on less people, for less amount of time, with less fanfare. Prosecutors across this nation file on less than that. They literally file on jailhouse snitches. 
literally a political motive. No one files this case at all. This is so incredibly weak. This would not even see the light of day if it weren't for the political uh, ramifications of the case. That's that's everything that RICO stands for. That is everything that RICO was built on is because you could not find a real crime to convict somebody with. So you make one up. So let's Welcome just unpack where this is going to go from here. There's going to be a, there's another court hearing scheduled, I believe, December fourth is the date that I heard, and experts <laughs> are saying Eight a months. trial likely will be early next year, and the Trump administration is trying to push it off to later in the spring of next mm-hmm. year. Why are these dates relevant? That's right in the heart of the Republican primary. Trump is doing this. The other side is doing this. This is where they're both in agreement. They want this trial to play out while the Republican nomination is playing out. Trump wants this. Right. Because look, from a criminal defense perspective, you don't have to waive time. Right. It's our constitutional right to a quick and speedy trial. That's that's there, written for everyone to see. Trump's team waived time which means that they can do the the trial anytime that their lawyers are free and that yes. trump is free and it's i weird believe that both trump sides. is free during the election cycle both sides want this to play out during the the, the republican uh, campaign during the primaries because this is just going to help him out and the democrats want yeah. that and the Republicans want that. The only people that don't want it would be Ron DeSantis and the rest of the Republican Party. Uh, so, Chris, I think this is terrific. Yeah. I, I think this is a game changer. I think American politics will never go back. I believe this is the I new norm. I want I to so. believe, I, Chris, I want to believe this is just a Trump thing. But I, I can't. The more I look into this, I realize the Trump haters have been doing this and lying from the very beginning here. They didn't even give Trump a chance to mess up before they started with the illegal tactics. Do we have to go back to the illegally financed dossier that the Clintons funded from their campaign account? Where's the prosecution mm-hmm. there? Because it wasn't a crime. Oh. Falsifying an affidavit is not a crime. Of course it's a crime. Weird. Not a crime. Because it's funny because the, the lock her up crowd that could not find a crime on Hillary Clinton is all of a sudden angry that we found a crime on Donald Trump. And oh, we're no, they found a up. crime. They didn't prosecute no, it. They couldn't prosecute because there wasn't a crime. No, no, they they, they, they found it, the crime. They didn't, pro- there's a difference. No, because no, they didn't find a crime. They found an idea that they thought was a crime. And even though they had the House and the Senate and the Supreme Court and the White House, they could not prosecute her. Hold on a second. Are you telling me that in there that the funds actually did come from the campaign account? That's mm-hmm. where the funds came from to, to, to pay for They this. paid for it. So they it paid actually, for not for your personal dossier. account. Yeah. They paid for opposition research on Donald Trump. They yeah. reported it as opposition research on Donald Trump. The opposition research was faulty. Show me the uh, crime. All right. So... They, they, um, I believe in here, they really did not give Donald Trump a fair chance from the beginning. So for me, I, I find it hard to believe that Why? we don't have a new norm right now, that this is not going to become standard operating political procedure from here on out. Let's go after our political enemies. Let's use all of our resources. Bragg actually campaigned on saying, I'm going to get a Donald Trump. He's yes. a criminal. We all know it. I'll yes. find the crime. And that's right. what he allegedly did. Right. That's what he is doing here is honoring his campaign promise. This is blatantly Weird. political, and I feel this is the new norm. So, Chris, please walk me off of this ledge and help nope. me realize this is just I, a Trump one-offer, and this actually is not going to be the new norm in American politics. Look, I, 
how long have we been going after the Clintons and saying they've committed crimes? Since Bill Clinton was president in the 90s, right? This is not a new norm. This is the know. norm. This is know. the norm. Donald Trump has been a horrendous... The, the idea that I should give Donald Trump a chance because the American voters elected him to president is a bigger lie than everything else. He has been a garbage individual since the 70s in his business practices, in the no, fact that he, he, he only was, became a garbage in the Democrats after he announced no, that he was Republican. Running no, for he president. was garbage back then when he, he took out the full page ad in the New York times against the central park five for allegedly raping and killing that woman that they were exonerated okay. 20 years later. He, he refused to rent to black and minority constituents in New York city because they believe they were all crack addicts. And he said that during court proceedings, he constantly would break contracts. So that way they'd have to renegotiate to get payments or their companies would go bankrupt after they poured cement for him. Companies in New York won't even do business with him. Donald Trump is not a good person. And, he and I'm not going to argue practice. that. I, so I mean, the fact I mean, that I can verify a lot of that. Him, the fact that people are going after him full throated for the fact that he finally got caught doing something with his hand in the cookie jar, like good on him. Let's lock him up. Let's have the chant, lock him up, lock him up, lock him up. And let's go on from there. If the I'm, Republicans put out another garbage person like Donald Trump, we should treat them the same. And when the Democrats put out a garbage person like Donald Trump, we should treat him the same or her the same. I want to believe you. I just can't. I, I want to believe this is a one-off well, situation, but I just can't. I, this is the new norm. This is the first well, time you a guys president... are running to the farthest right possible to try to out-Trump Trump. So you get DeSantis who comes up here, and he's having a fair amount of problems in Florida right now. They will go after DeSantis with the same vigor that they went after so. Trump. Mark my, no, he's not DeSantis a criminal. Is you, racist. You don't he's homophobic. The, he's not good for America. You, then don't elect him. If you don't want to elect him, you don't go after someone to try to find a crime and prosecute him. That is not the American way. That is it what is the American republics way. do. That's what, that's, that's what does. America does. It's what America does. No, it's not. I don't want. We do not live in that really? America. I hope and pray really? we do not. Chris, you're really? not talking in off Tennessee, the ledge. Right, twenty in Tennessee right now, three lawmakers are about to be expelled from the Tennessee legislature because they were at a peaceful protest. They are going to be arrested at expulsion for trespassing. Chris, you're making my this, point. Right, you're making no, my this, point that this now right. is our new norm. This is. is how we're going to do things. I hate this. this. You are this not how... talking me off the ledge. You're pushing me no. off the ledge. You're saying, hey, Joel, Joel, you are so right. Welcome to the struggle that everyone else has been going through since the 1950s. Oh. Right? This is, this is the normal for people. The law no. has always been misused to oppress the class that is rising up against the socioeconomic norms and leaders within a society. The bourgeoisie is getting a taste of their own medicine, and they don't like it. I, I, I fear for America that this is now what we're doing. We're going to find the person, and then we're going to find some crime and try to lock them up. I do not think that this, these We've been claims doing this against for Trump are valid. Again, what's that? We've been doing this since the beginning of time. Oh, man. Like, since the beginning of America, we have been doing this. It's just now the ruling class is getting a taste of it, and they don't like it. 
All right. Well, again, that is yeah. the, the Trump indictment. You got my thoughts. You got Chris's thoughts. We do know what's going to happen here is it's, it's going to play out probably the first part of 2024 right during the Republican primaries. Ron DeSantis has to figure something else out or he is not going to get the nomination. This is this right. is a brilliant move by Donald Trump uh, to score the Republican nomination. And I, I know he wasn't smiling during the proceedings yesterday. He had to be giddy. This is just going to go well for him. Hey, maybe we should just talk quickly about, I don't know if we can do this quickly, about the other two claims that are out there that I think are just equally as uh, lacks merit. The one is a potential criminal indictment in Georgia where he told the Georgia Secretary of State to find votes. And the thought there is that he was asking the, the Georgia Secretary of State to do something illegal. Chris, I think this is even more baseless than this current. No one would understand that question by Trump to find votes, that statement, as meaning to manufacture votes. No, these, first of all, these were Republicans, not Democrats. But that aside, this is rightly understood as saying, let's go find enough votes out there that were illegal, that were wrongfully cast. Maybe there was someone harvesting ballots somewhere and they didn't get the, they didn't do the proper procedures to do this, check the signatures. Chris, this goes on all the time. When, whenever there is an election contest, you do it trying to find votes you can throw out because they were illegal for some reason. That's all mm -hmm. Donald Trump was asking for. Not to illegally manufacture mm -hmm. votes, but to just find enough votes that we can get cast out because they were improperly cast. Yeah. Mm, that's a way of looking at it. Um, I disagree with that way of looking at it. Donald Trump, from his horse's mouth, said, find me more votes, which indicates that he wanted them to go out and falsify votes. No, that doesn't mean, mean he wants that, them to that, falsify hey, votes. That, that just means, hey, that's a, that's a thing that the court's going to have to understand. No, the, that's the baseless. Problem, that's what I'm saying. No, you're trying to mince words. You're trying to mince words. Donald Trump's intent was to defraud the voters, and that's going to come out in court. No, the fact no. of the matter is that, look, Joel, I don't know why you get so angry about the fact that Donald Trump is committing all these crimes. When he goes to jail, this only benefits DeSantis. Exactly. I want the result, but no, I do not yes, want this America. This America is ugly. Man, welcome to the America I grew up in. <laughs> all right. Like, welcome you, to the America that I've experienced my entire life. Do you remember Al Franken? America is ugly. You, America is flawed. No, America is not a meritocracy. America is controlled by power elites that dominate over everybody in the guise of capitalism. I, America I is a that. failed democracy, no, and we're trying to rebuild it to something better. Absolutely. Welcome to agree. the world I grew up in. It's the shining city on the hills. What no, America not is. Even I still a little believe bit. it. I don't like this. You can. America. Do you remember you can Al Franklin? I do remember Al Franklin. He ran for senator in Minnesota. He, he lost did. the general, the, the initial vote count. Let's do another vote count. Okay, he lost that one. Let's go out and find some more. They found a bag of votes in someone's car. Oh, look, mm -hmm. now we have enough votes. He then was elected president. Was that illegal for him to president. find votes in someone's car? No. This, oh, no, we, we found these votes. Let's count them. Yeah, now Al Franklin has enough votes. That's what Donald Trump was doing here. Let's go out there and find something we missed, some 
maybe some votes, some procedures You're that we're not following, like, we can get some votes thrown out. That's just an election contest. That's all that means. If you're saying that's a crime, you're now going after the guy saying, I want to interpret the law to put you in jail. I'm going after a guy who committed a crime. It's a weird thing. All right. Again, like the, and, and I think this is indicative of, of a lot of things that are going on in the country right now. The America I grew up in is not the America that Joel grew up in. And that's fine, right? America is a very diverse place. But your level of outrage right now is what so many Americans have felt their entire life about this political system of disenfranchising um, minorities and lower socioeconomic classes and people who are on the fringe. And now that this this candidate that everybody agrees is garbage and is a criminal is going to go to jail for his crimes. And we want to debate whether or not that's okay. Because guess what? The next political person who commits same or similar crimes, we're going to have to hold them to that standard. And we don't want to believe that the president of the greatest nation in the world is a garbage person. I, I just say when we you gotta go after someone that. looking for the crime with the specific intent and you base it on as weak of a case as this one, mm -hmm. this is a nightmare for America. All right. I, mean, I almost right now, hate. Benghazi. I, Benghazi. I hate, all right. I hate to segue here, but I'm not I'm not going to segue here. We've got to talk about something else before we get to the what we are going to talk about. And that is the wacky case of the week. Chris, I want to do this every week. You might be we want to have highlight some kind of crazy case that has gone on in the history of the legal system that kind of just highlight the, the oddity of the law. I don't know. I know, Chris, you're mm -hmm. probably thinking we're talking about a wacky, crazy case. How can it get any crazier or right. wackier than a Donald Trump indictment? I get that. But that being said, how about this case? A man, well, Chris, have you ever taken your clothes to the dry cleaner and they lost your clothes? Actually, this week. Really? What happened? Yeah. I went to the dry cleaner. I dropped off four suits. I got three suits back. And I asked where my fourth suit was. And they're like, oh, we only have three suits on the ticket. I show them the ticket. There's four suits on my ticket, but three suits on their ticket. And What's like, going to happen? They're just going to pay for a new suit. I think they're going to okay. give me like 200 bucks or something like that. Chris, I, I don't want to question Or a $200 your, credit, something. I don't want to question your legal acumen. That, that's a fine right. way to resolve that matter. I'm not, I'm not right. passing judgment yeah. here, okay? Yes, you are. I'm just going to suggest another way to handle that dispute. All right? That, that's all I'm going to do here. Yeah. So, it's America. There was yeah, this... There was this guy in D.C. He was a judge. He also was a lawyer. Mm. He took his clothes to his dry cleaner. They lost his clothes. And so he, he responded in a little different way than you did. He sued his dry cleaner for $65 million because <laughs> they lost a pair of his pants. Are you, re are you rethinking your legal options now? I mean, $65 million for a suit that I bought at Men's Warehouse, I'm down. Okay. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. It, it gets better than this. And, and so when you dig into this case, he based his claim on signage. So when you went mm. to this dry cleaner, you saw signs that said, um, same day service guaranteed. And they also had a sign that said, Ooh. satisfaction guaranteed. And Ooh, he said, you know stones. what? I'm not satisfied. You violated that guarantee. Chris, what does it mean when you see a sign that says guaranteed? Oh, that it is going to happen. <laughs> it is 100% likely. It is guaranteed. All right. Well, like, he did not. 
And that's the, we haven't even gotten to the craziest part of this lawsuit yet. The, uh, what I'm going to tell you next, I think, is the craziest part of this lawsuit. Are you ready for this? Right. So he, he sued these, this dry cleaner for $65 million because they lost a pair of his pants. Done. He turned down a $12,000 offer in settlement. Chris, someone who carries a park cart turned down $12,000 because he thought his case was worth so much more. I don't know. Any thoughts? For those of you at home, I'm rubbing my eyes and I have moved away from the microphone and just was the suit made of gold? I don't know. Was you know what? Was was the dry cleaners like a national chain that could afford a $65 million? Like, look, my dry cleaner is a mom and pop shop that is the same two people that run it six days a week and they're closed on Sundays. It's a brother and sister combination. I I I don't I don't think they're worth sixty five million dollars even if I sued them for that. I honestly I don't think they're probably worth the twelve thousand dollars that they would have offered for my lost suit. Wow. So where does this guy get the audacity to sue a dry cleaner for sixty five million? Was there like was there like a Jackson Pollock rolled up in his pant leg? I don't know. And, and uh, when you actually read the the, the proceedings there, he uh, he based his claim and the sixty five million dollars and all the different charges or whatever. One of the charges he said he had to endure was it cost him fifteen thousand dollars to get from one dry cleaner to the next there in D.C. Chris, what what kind of Uber surcharge is that? Fifteen thousand dollars is that how expensive it is to get around in D.C. Um, it's, it's been a little less than a year since the last time I was in the district. Um, no, not even, no, 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 no. Here's a, here's a thought. Have you, have you taken Uber before? You know how Uber has like these, these surcharges on them? Um, Surge pricing, surcharges, convenience charges, all that jazz. And you have Uber X, you can, Uber luxury. Uber black. Right. No, maybe Biden has opened up a presidential motorcade's, you know, Uber ride along for for fifteen thousand dollars. Look, for fifteen grand, I would totally take a Secret Service ride along. There you go. You get to blow every, you get to blow every red light. You get to like wave from the armor motorcade. People think you're important. I would do it for fifteen. All right, Chris, I'm gonna put you on the spot, and then not really, but not really. Do you think this claim had merit? Do you think he won? Do I think he won? No, I would no. Not no no what? Here's your fifty bucks. Shut up. Yeah yeah. He lost and it was worse than that. He then he he was a judge and apparently yeah. for some reason they thought he lacked the proper judicial temperament to continue in his job. <sighs> it was not renewed, so he lost his judge position. Not technically connected, but come on, it, it was connected. Uh, and then he also was uh, suspended from the his law license was suspended, I believe, for 90 days. So not a good outcome for us. I think your legal approach is much more sound. Maybe get a $10 off coupon off your next visit as well. I don't know, but I think you're on the right track. Right. All They're right. buying me a new suit. It's no big deal. So I wanted to segue, Chris, because I did not want to go from the Donald Trump case to what we're going to talk about next, because this is... Holy Week as well. Easter is this yes, upcoming is. Uh, Sunday. And I know we both celebrate Easter. And so we're talking about another trial that happened in the history. And I made this joke. Anyway, we did it on the teaser for this podcast. I said, Ooh. how many of you want to take the under on how many days it takes Donald Trump to compare his trial 
right. with the trial of Jesus. I, I did that as a joke, Chris. Yeah. It wasn't a Not, joke. Someone nope. actually already did it. Uh, I believe there was a representative. I, I butcher her name, but you know her name there. Uh, Marge. Large yes. Marge. Marjorie already, Taylor Green. She already made the connection between Donald Trump's, My Donald Trump's trial and the trial of Jesus. So, yeah, don't stand next well, to her. Well, and Jesus life. wasn't even the first of her list, right? She went Mandela. She went MLK. And then she went to Jesus. She brought it home. Wow. Brought it home. Do not right? stand next to her during an electrical storm. No. I'm just saying there might be. I don't know. That, that, that borderline's on blasphemy, I think. I don't know. Maybe just she was misquoted. borderline, bruh. Like, it, the classic definition of black. I would think, look, a lot of religions do not agree with some things. I am 100% sure you can get every religious person in the room and go, yeah, that's blasphemy. That is definitely taking the Lord's name in vain. That is right up there. Comparing Donald Trump to the trial of Jesus. And yeah, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. go there with you on that one. All right. So what this is Easter week and what happens Easter week is that the Happy Passover, by the way. Passover starts today. Okay. Do, do you celebrate Passover? I do not celebrate the Passover feast, but I do have friends and family that do celebrate it. So good nah, Passover to everyone. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not Jewish. I, I, I'm mm -hmm. Christian, but I, I, I have celebrated uh, the, the Passover feast with the traditional meal and the hiding of the broken bread, uh, all that stuff, yep. the Seder. Uh, it, it's a really yep. kind of a, a unique experience to, to experience that. And so I just haven't done it in a while. Uh, but so from the legal standpoint, what do we want to talk about with the trial of Jesus? So I am going to now put on my historian hat Chris, I, I have a lawyer hat, but I also have an historian hat. I actually have a, right. a history degree from, from college, which, mm -hmm. by the way, is the most worthless degree a guy can get. I think we've covered that before. I challenge yep. you to come up with a more worthless degree than history. Political science. Okay, touche. Yeah, political science is more <laughs> worthless. My degree. You know what? If, if you go to Walmart and you apply for a job, don't even bother putting on your degree in political science or history. Yep. You're not, it's not going to help you get that sacker job, right? No one cares yep. about those degrees, but Hey, I'm going to use it now. So I'm going to try to approach this as a historian. And what happened there in the middle East was, um, uh, Emperor Pompey took, or no, it was General Pompey took over mm -hmm. Judea and put it, brought it under Roman rule. Uh, that happened in about 64, uh, BC. And so the, Judea was on the outer skirts of the Roman Empire, so it was it held this unique position as being its own independent state because it was it was the Jewish mm -hmm. people there, but also a part of the Roman Empire. So you had these dual legal uh, systems at play, not that much unlike the American system where we have our state laws and we have our overarching federal laws as well. Well. There was this movement in, in uh, Judea amongst the Jewish people that they did not like this Roman occupation. Uh, in fact, um, the, the Romans were kind of insensitive to the, the Jewish people. There was actually one example. I kid you not, again, Josephus, who is a Jewish historian from this time, wrote about this incident. But a Roman soldier stood on the outer skirts of the Jewish temple, dropped his drawer, stuck his derriere out, and made a farting sound. Chris, I am not kidding you. The historian Josephus wrote that down. That was recorded in man. the annals of history. Maybe the first of farting noise reference in the entire history of our world. I don't know. Uh, see, Chris, it, it's kind of fun to be a historian, I guess. It well, is. that resulted cool in a huge 
outcry and 30,000 people ended up being slaughtered out of the because of the revolt of what happened here. So again, the, the, the Jewish people did not like the Roman occupation. And so they thought, well, we want someone to kind of rise up amongst us that can be our King David, right? That can lead us you know, to military victory right. to get rid of these Romans. And so they kind of thought that John the Baptist would be the one. You know, John the Baptist kind of, yeah. you know, he spoke out there. He said, hey, you know what? Uh, the kingdom of heaven is near. And it was more of an apocalyptic kind of, of message. Like, let's rise up now. Let's establish our kingdom right here on earth right now. And and so the Roman authorities didn't like that. It was seen, was seen as a threat. And, and so... Mm -hmm. History recorded that he didn't lost his life. Now, I know the, the Christian account was also he lost his life because of a, a birthday celebration there, and Herod kind of yep. took off his head. Uh, and so, but that part way, was taken care of. He's dead. Right. Okay. So then you had this, uh, they thought, okay, problem solved. Well, not necessarily. Then you had this other person that named Jesus. Now, Jesus was not seemed as much of a threat as as john the baptist was because he, he was like more of a hey the kingdom of heaven is coming but it's an inward change of heart less likely a, less like a military you know overthrow of right, of the right, right system so hmm. you have all this coming together around 33 a.d and and so uh it's holy week and jesus comes into uh jerusalem during their high feast where everyone is celebrating it's a party atmosphere yep. everyone's coming in from all over yep. and the, the romans are watching this the jews are watching this and they see this as being a problem because here you have um this person coming in and the crowd seems to like him and they kind of think that he might be the next son David. of god yeah well they didn't care about that as much as right. we don't want you to be King David. We don't want That's you to it. overthrow the Roman occupation and set up a military, you know, um, uh, you know, kingdom here, right? In, in, in Jerusalem, they, they were fearful of that. Now, of course, we know Jesus was saying, no, I am the, the son of God. It, it, it's when Jesus then said, though, I should be the king of the Jews. Well, hold on a yes. second there. Slow down, buddy. That's a different story because we only have one king that, that's Caesar. And so now this is going to be a problem. And so the crime that was committed that then led to the trial of Jesus was when Jesus then went to the temple course and overturned the tables of the money changers. Correct. Correct. Uh, Chris, you have to understand that in this context, that was huge. That, that was mm -hmm. disruptive. Romans, right. more than anything else, they love peace. They loved the stability. And here you have right. the high feast of everyone in town. And now you got someone running through the temple courts, just overturning the tables of money changers. They did not like that. And so they wanted to look for a reason then to uh, to arrest Jesus. And so they right. they did arrest him there, the, the Mount of Olives. And by the way, it was a Roman and a Jewish arrest. I don't know if you follow that, but the Jewish authorities are the ones that actually arrested Jesus. But the mm -hmm. Roman guards were nearby. To me, that says they probably cleared this arrest through yes, Pilate. Very much so. The local Roman governor. They wouldn't have done this yep. without Pilate's authority because they that he was the Roman mm -hmm. in charge of that area. So the Roman guards were there nearby, just making sure nothing weird happened there with that arrest. And so then you had the arrest of Jesus in the trial that took place. So that was this week. Chris, any thoughts about that trial, the trial of Jesus? Well, I mean... As a man of great faith, I have a lot of feelings about the trial of Jesus. Um, a lot of them don't run 
um, with some of the people that I attend um, church with, because I look at this as from a faith perspective, I think that, that this is a great event because it, it, it's what spawned what I know to be the atonement and the, the death of Jesus for, for people's sins. And so I, I look at all of this with great joy and happiness that this is the triggering event that started my salvation. Very selfishly look at it that way. Um, as a lawyer, from a legal perspective, I'm just like, see, man, abuse of power has been going back 2,000 years. Like, it just, it is what, like, this is the legal system. Like, this is just what it is. Like, let's find the peace-loving hippie guy who's like, you know, give on to Caesar what's Caesar and give on to God what's God and uh, feed my sheep and, you know, let's do some mustard seed planting and, you know, let's let's go ahead and crucify him. Like, let's do this. Let, we don't like him. So we're going to go ahead and kill you. Yeah, the, yeah, it is kind of interesting to analyze this case from a legal standpoint, right? Because we're so used to analyzing this from our religious doctrine and yeah. religious experience, and and oftentimes they they don't exactly line up because uh, nope. you'll, you'll you'll take some things from the legal case that you say, oh, this was wrong, this was bad, it shouldn't have happened, but then you realize from a theological standpoint, well, no, they kind of had to happen because right. we know the end result and what this was the mm-hmm. ends to the means of his resurrecting uh, resurrection from the dead, you know, uh, after the third day. So we we, we kind of that's a theological right. perspective from the historical so. perspective. This was, was a rush to judgment, and so the yeah, Jewish farce. people arrested him apparently they've they've they butchered all kinds of laws by rushing mm-hmm. him through some trials i use the term trial loosely because they didn't have a a civil procedure book right we, right. we have a civil procedure book that we no, use so we know, writing a book on yeah. procedures and evidence okay cool. so we know when a trial begins right trial is going to start monday at nine o'clock why because you look at the calendar and it says t-r-i-a-l well, back then in those days, it was a little bit different. It was, okay, we have an issue. Let's resolve it. What do you say? What do you say? Here is our verdict, right? Right. A trial could be that, you know, uh, abstract. And just, we're going mm-hmm. to decide this matter and we're going to call that a trial. Well, yep. the Jewish people could not arrest, have a trial at night. That was against the Jewish law. Right. Also, you would not have a trial during the the this holy week that was also considered a violation of the jewish uh custom and, and, and legal practices so the very fact that they were holding any kind of trial during the holy week would have been a violation of their laws um i, I do know from a historical perspective if the outcome was going to be crucifixion that mm-hmm. could not have been rendered by the Jewish people. The Jewish people could right. have rendered the death penalty. You saw that right. with stoning, uh, you right. know, with um, uh, Stephen later on. Yeah. Uh, so the Jewish people could order stoning, but they cannot order crucifixion. If you right. wanted a crucifixion to be rendered, it had to have been done by um, the, the Roman authorities. And so that's why right. you had the decision. It was a by Roman Pilate. offense. Right. It was a Roman offense and it was a Roman punishment. Also, because Jewish people believe that blood was unclean. Right. So they couldn't touch the blood of individuals. And so they had to get pilots um, buy in. And also, I mean, this is one of the first recorded accounts of political pressure into, you know, into martyrdom. Right. Pilate throughout historical documents did not want to have the trial to begin with. He wanted nothing to do with this. He thought he saw it as an internal squabble between the Jews. And and the Jewish, you know, hierarchy or nobility or, or, you know, the Pharisees 
um, wanted uh, Jesus killed off because they saw him as a direct threat to their power. And so right. they pressured the Romans of the area and the political leverage that they had for unrest and for causing bigger problems to the Roman Empire. Pilate was like, whatever, it's one dude, get him gone. How'd that work out for him, by the way? Exactly. Hey, Chris, before we leave this story, is there a, a Easter tradition that you like to, to follow? Ham. Oh, ham. Always do the always do the honey baked ham. Really? Always do the honey. Yep. We do all the honey baked ham. Man, all my traditions are around food. Like, yes. Am I going to go to church? Yes. Am I going to hear the, the story? Yes. Did we do the Palm Sunday thing on Sunday? Yes. Those are all great religious traditions, but you're going to ask Chris Marone and it's going to be at a dinner table. All my all right. traditions are honey baked ham with a one. And I'm not taking questions on this. All right. There you go. Uh, honey baked ham with a one sauce. Did you say? Yep. All right. I'll have, to, I'll have to try that one of these. I'm not sure I'll try it this week. Uh, the Honey Baked Hams are probably already sold out, uh, but hey, there, there you go. All right, mm -hmm. what else is in the legal news? Oh, I have here on my notes, Chris, that Lori Vallow, uh, yes. is the, her trial oh. just began. Do you, you want to give us an update on what's going on with Lori Vallow? So I'm here in Arizona. We've made this clear abundantly. Lori Vallow is a woman who... Um, allegedly murdered her first husband, married a new husband who he allegedly murdered his wife, and then they murdered their children. Um, it is super complex. It involves a um, uh, Arizona, Idaho, Hawaii travel triangle. There is grandparents involved. There's lying, cheating, manipulations, all sorts. There's religion intertied in this. There's all sorts of things about this trial. My wife, who was my main source for the Alec Murdoch trial, is giving me daily text updates about what's going on with this trial. She is my in-the-field. She is the debriefing the law in-the-field correspondent. There you go. And we will cut to Megan further down on, on her updates for the Lori Vallow trial. But it's really interesting on how hard and how deep they are going with the um, insanity defense is what they're going to run. Well, they haven't done that yet, but it is, in my opinion, that that's their best course of action is the insanity defense. Um, but between her and her new husband, it's an absolute show. All right. Well, th that trial is just uh, underway now, so we'll be yep. following that as it, as it happens. All right. One last thing here before we leave. I know you have to get going here. Uh, I just want to comment on the women's final four mm -hmm. controversy. Chris, are you? did you follow the women's final four this, this year? I loved I loved all of college basketball this year. Yes, I know KU went out in the second round, which means it's not a real tournament anymore. It's an illegitimate basketball game that we will not be recognizing henceforth. Now you're speaking the truth. But I really enjoyed the madness that was March Madness this year with all the upsets and the underdogs and all that great stories. So I followed both the women's and the men's this year, and I thought it was a, a great, great season for March Madness. Here's a problem I have, and I say problem very loosely. I don't have a problem right. with this. I love it, but I'm using that term generically. Right. But here's a problem mm -hmm. that I have with the women's Final Four. I watched it. I followed mm -hmm. it. Why did I follow it? Because of the trash talking of one Caitlin Clark. And then I'm watching mm -hmm. the final and Angel Reese from LSU does the same thing. And I am right. wondering, you see the same thing with boxing, right? Where, where, mm -hmm. where the controversy sells tickets. And now you have controversy in the women's game, just some trash talking basketball players. 
Mm-hmm. And the public is eating it up. I think this had the highest ratings of any women's final four. So ESPN is just giddy. It's a great product. It's a great, you know, sport. And so much so that Jill Biden wanted to invite both teams to the mm-hmm. uh, the White House. And boy, that did not go over well whatsoever. <laughs> I believe that Angel Reese responded to that. No, I'm going to go see my president, the Obamas. Ouch. All right, what, Ouch. what do you think? I mean... I'm Angel. She she got this trashed. I mean, don't don't sleep on her, right? She from B more. She from Baltimore. She ain't messing around, right? She is not playing, and I think it's hilarious, right? It's absolutely like we all laughed when um the team snubbed Donald Trump. We laughed when the team we laughed when the teams went to Donald Trump. We you know I mean it's such a ceremonial like idea like you go visit the president as part of your your you know victory lap after winning a national championship. I just think, I mean, that's the comedy that I'm here for, right? To, she's going to go to the White House, right? She's still going to go. She's still going to go meet with the president. They're still going to do the ceremonial. He's going to hold up the LSU jersey, and it's going to say Biden 1 on the back or Biden 0 or whatever, Biden 3.5, whatever it's going to say, right? They're It'll, say have all that fun. It'll say Clark. It'll say Clark. If it said Clark, that would be gold, man. Right, absolute money, <laughs> right? But that is, I mean, she's a quick, she's quick on her feet. Like, I love this for her. Like, she is she is smart. She's popping off. Controversy sells tickets. Now there's controversy in the women's final four, and so people are looking eagerly to next year's season. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's start these rivalries, right? Uh, we love a good rivalry game. All right. Well, that being said, hey, Chris, have a great week and great Easter celebration. Enjoy your holiday ham with a one sauce, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Joel. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review. We need your love to help us continue highlighting the funnier side of the law. I want to give a special shout-out to our Vice President of Operations, Wendy Oster, without whom this entire operation would be a complete and utter mess. Sean Wynn and 15.5 Features for making me sound way better than I actually do. Brooke Bolin for our marketing efforts. And Ryan Kuhn and Paul Kuhn of Tri. Plus City Marketing for our technical and computer support.